So we wanted to really empower our customers to be able to not only have a beauty advisor or artist assisted selling approach, but also more of a self-service type approach via our online channels as well. The reason we're really able to do that, quite honestly, is because of the platform. The platform enables us to put compliance, policies, all sorts of automation in place, so we can have a lean team to manage this infrastructure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CIO Exchange podcast. I'm Ian Porter de Leon. Mobility isn't just for consumers. Retailers must embrace mobility at scale in their physical stores. Connected to an enhanced online presence to provide the types of end-to-end purchasing experiences that today's consumers are demanding. In this episode, originally recorded during the September 2020 VMworld event, we hear from Jared Feldman, global retail IT leader at Estee Lauder, as he discusses the powerful forces currently driving global retail companies to embrace a mobile-first workforce and technology-enabled network of stores to better serve their customers. Jared Feldman, a good friend of mine from Estee Lauder. I have him on the line, on the phone, on the screen here. We're going to sort of throw some questions at him to really understand uh, what he had to do in his position to support what's going on today. So instead of me doing the introduction, I'm just going to throw it over to you. So, hey, Jared, how are you? And why don't you give everybody a little bit of your background? Yeah, sure. Great. Thanks for having me, Ed. So my name is Jared Feldman, everyone. I'm the Technical Executive Director of Global Retail Mobility for the Estee Lauder Companies. I have over 17 years of global retail IT experience, predominantly in building and designing programs around mobility management and most currently digital workplace, and just happy to be here today to talk to you. Well, great. I appreciate it because it really helps to go a long way where you communicate and and tell what we're actually doing together versus just me standing up here and and talking about what I'd like to do. I I appreciate the fact that you're willing here to, to share some stories. So speaking of stories, what happened if you can remember, and I'm sure you can, mm-hmm. the first day you got the email that you're like, you know, besides with the craziness that was going on in the world, you're like, uh-oh, this is a real problem. What was that like? So I, I think the first discovery that we had was our retail operations folks just realized that they had kind of lost communication with our beauty advisors and our artists because they had no way of getting in touch with them. Uh, they weren't in the stores. They didn't have their own digital identity. They didn't have access to devices. And that was a real aha moment for us where we said, we need to put a program in place that we have digital identities and we have perhaps a BYOD program so that not only can we remain in touch with our employees, but our employees can remain in touch with our consumers. So how many employees are we talking about that you had to globally touch? Globally, tens of thousands. 30,000? Yeah. I mean, it was across 30 different brands um, and freestanding stores, various different channels. It was a big challenge for us communication-wise. Wow. Not to get too technical, but I'm sure you appreciated the multi-tenancy side of uh, the product that you were using. But Absolutely. Organization groups to the rescue. There you go. There you go. But what was like the first thing that you had to go up to the whiteboard and make that list of, we have to do this first, this second, this third for the associates out there? What Give us an idea of the hot list. Yeah, I mean, the hot list for us was really two different things. It was us keeping in touch with the retail associate and the retail associate being able to keep in touch with the consumer. Because with the stores closed, things like social selling became more of a hot topic, as did continual education. Because if we couldn't sell, we would at least want to use the downtime for the beauty advisors or the artists to continue to learn and engage with our education teams. 
Other things that we were working on at the time was augmented reality, virtual try-on, and then really analyzing consumer behavior and understanding what the world was going to look like when we got to the other side. Did you have to develop any specific applications quickly or was this all web-based or give us an idea? It was a mix of both. So we had some programs already in flight that we just simply accelerated, mainly third-party applications as it relates to virtual try-on and social selling. Education apps, again, we really just pivoted our focus on more impactful application delivery during that time. Okay, so we've just talked about everything that you had to do to react to the employees across the brands, their requirements, their needs to support them. So, but let's talk about the customer. I mean, you've told me many times how central the customer is to the Estee Lauder companies. What was the first thing on that list that said, this needs to be done for the customer? What was, what was that like? Yeah. So for us, it was social selling and also virtual try-on and augmented reality. So we wanted to really empower our customers to be able to not only have a beauty advisor or artist-assisted selling approach, but also more of a self-service type approach via our online channels as well. So was there much of a disruption in the supply chain? Did you have, not to use a term we all know, was there like, we've run out of toilet paper uh, in, in, the, in the cosmetic world? I would say demand management was challenging during this time, as it was for many retailers. But again, our efforts were really focused on direct-to-consumer at that point, since we were more e-commerce focused than flowing goods through the stores. As the stores started to open back up again, and we were offering more and more omni-services, especially introducing new services like curbside pickup, then yes, uh, forecasting that demand and getting the right product to the right store at the right time became increasingly important, as it would any other day. Well, I recently, actually today, read an article that uh, highlighted the percentage increases that the SA Water Company saw on the e-commerce side. So how do you contribute to that? What part did you play? So the apps that we deliver on the mobile devices in the stores are focused around omni capabilities. So buy online, pick up in store, or ordering online, fulfilling in store. Those are all apps that are delivered via our Workspace ONE solution. Do you think, and this is just an observation, that the age of the consumer directly correlated with the ease of doing buy online, pick up in store? Yeah, personally speaking, I do. I mean, we have many, many different target consumers, as you can imagine. All have preferred methods or uh, different channels that they choose to patronize. So some were certainly more comfortable with the online approach than others. Okay. So now we've talked about the platform. We've talked about the employees. We've talked about the customer. So while you're doing all this as quickly as you possibly can, what were the cybersecurity, your InfoSec guys, what were they constantly making sure that you were keeping, you know, let's face it, you have to make sure that the customer can give you that credit card information, that there's no risk. So what, what were some of the things that you had to deal with as you were keeping the InfoSec guys happy? So as I mentioned, you know, we were bringing on a bring your own device program to solve that challenge of not being out of contact or communication with our beauty advisors and our artists. So the biggest thing that we were working on was a platform around digital identity management and making sure that as people come and go, because of course, retention in retail is higher than average, that we were onboarding and offboarding these users as efficiently and effectively as possible. Furthermore, we also have the concern around devices. So we had never, never had a bring your own device program for retail. 
all the devices that we are using in stores right now, mobile devices, I should clarify, are either used as a consumer-facing device, a shared manager-facing device, or a mobile point-of-sale device. None of those devices were ever intended to be taken out of the store. So as we introduced a new device type, that was something else that we had to take a careful look at in terms of asset management and data protection and privacy as well. So it's not as easy as people think it is? No, it's really not. It's a, it's a complex animal. Well, considering what has happened in the world over the last decade or so, we all have to deal with different issues when it comes to our personal security, whether it's going to the airports or whatnot, or let's face it, checking into corporate headquarters these days. I'm waiting for the day I have to give a blood sample. Sure. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But what do you think going forward is something that we do day in, day out today based on what's happened in the past that's going to come from this pandemic or these trying times? Any idea what might still hang on? I do think that consumer preferences clearly are going to change where they shop, how they shop, when they shop. We see it already at this point in time. My feeling is a lot of the services that we have been offering during the pandemic are services that we will continue to offer. Things like curbside pickup or perhaps last mile delivery. We're constantly looking at different ways to get our products in the hands of our consumers in whatever format they're most comfortable with. So is that going to challenge the beauty consultants to be, my mother-in-law worked for uh, Lauder for a long time in the Mm -hmm. old Hudson's department stores. She had her book, she had her customers. I mean, everybody knew, everybody knew die. It was just one of those things. How do you move that into a social atmosphere, knowing that those people are going to be like, I don't need to come in the store anymore. I'm just going to do everything online. But how does that beauty advisor still reach out and touch people the way they used to do when they had their, their little book? Yeah, sure. So that little book is being replaced by a little iPad. And that iPad contains a suite of applications that we're using to do customer relationship management. So that black book and to help with social selling so we can actually manage the experience that we're having between the artist advisor and the consumer. And then we also have the social selling and virtual triumph. So really being able to have the consumers engage in a bi-directional way of having that virtual consultation, if you will. Wow. Yeah. I just remember, because I used to work in a department store chain, you go through the cosmet, everybody had their book, everybody was making their notes, but I get it. I get it. Now we need a solution to manage those books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's, let's go up to your whiteboard and, and erase everything. Sure. Because everything's over. Your kids are back in the school. My kids are back in school. What's virtually? Yeah. What's on that whiteboard now? What's on that whiteboard now? So we are. What do you want to put on that whiteboard now? Yeah, sure. So we're very proud of the work that we've done on our retail devices as it relates to iOS and Android. What we really want to bring under the fold now is that whole concept of unified endpoint management. So on the whiteboard for us as we move forward is bringing our Windows workstations and our Mac machines within the retail footprint under that same fold covered by Workspace ONE. Because our primary objective when we made the investment in the products was really having that one-stop centralized look of all of our retail assets globally that could be delegated to a particular region and visibility given to retail operations folks. Yeah, that's our pipe dream and it's slowly becoming a reality. That's great because before you came on, that's one of the things that I was talking about where retailers today are looking for that single platform to be able to leverage 
not caring what platform it is or what device it is or you know what type of operating system. I just need to get it done knowing that it's going to be able to be supported on, on a single platform. So as you know, I work with and talk with retailers every day. For the people that are on, do you have any recommendations for the other retailers that are right now, a lot of the retailers are busting it, trying to feed and clothe the world. A lot of retailers that we're working with are like, okay, when I emerge or as I'm emerging, we need to be more efficient. We're going to be smaller company. We're going to be leaner. So are there any recommendations for the guy that or gal that's on the line that says, you know what? I really wanted to hear Jared, give me a recommendation that's going to help me in my job. What, what, what type of recommendations do you have out there? I'll start on the the last topic you raised about being lean. So my team, we're a global team. I have two direct reports and we are currently managing over 15,000 iOS and Android devices, about to approach 16,000. And that's before we factor in workstations. So Windows 10 and Mac. And the reason we're really able to do that, quite honestly, is because of the platform. The platform enables us to put compliance, policies, all sorts of automation in place. So we can have a lean team to manage this infrastructure. So what's the recommendation? Move to to a single platform and support everything in one place? (laughs) You putting words in my mouth, Ed? No, I'm just asking. asking. No, I mean, for us, we came, as you know, our journey was from disparate MDM systems. Um, We pretty much had one MDM system per platform. I appreciate everything that you've said. I thank you for your uh, partnership. I thank you for our friendship. It's going on quite a few years. This, yep. this really ties together when I kick this off by giving a little bit of an overview of how we're supporting retailers out there. As you know, last year, I probably did over 200,000 miles traveling all over the world, talking to all our retailers. And it's amazing that everybody that I talked to pretty much had a lot of the same goals and the same objectives that you talk about. So it's great to know that retail is global and retail issues are global and everybody's in the same boat. So I appreciate the fact that you were able to be on here today. Thank you so much, you too. Thank you for listening to the CIO Exchange podcast. For more conversations with technology leaders from around the world, consider subscribing to this podcast. And to get video perspectives and deep research, visit vmware.com slash CIO.